for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified podcast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Sorry for the little delay. We both had some technical issues that we were working through, but you know what? We got it figured out. Everything's squared away, and uh, really excited to sit down and chat with uh, our special guest today, uh, Caitlin May. Uh, This has been a podcast that's been in the works for a couple of months. Uh, Rachel had been reaching out to me for the last few months, I'm assuming, for the single that you released in what was it October what was the last single that you released the last one that I released was in August but I've been prepping this new release for Mm. over eight weeks so it's been a while gotcha so yeah she reached out to me last year in probably about August August September uh to do a podcast but I've known about Caitlin since 2020 uh I uh was listening to an interview by uh Dom, or country chat with Dom was uh, where I first <laughs> learned about you and then um when you released your EP in 2021 was when I really started like paying attention to what you got going on and all that stuff and so for the last few years I've been following your work and I'm really excited to finally get a chance to sit down and chat with you thank you so much I'm really excited yeah absolutely so um for first off you're based out of the UK you're in Wales correct I'm in Wales, yeah. Okay. Uh, what was it like growing up in uh, Wales for you? So it it is very beautiful here in Wales, but I I definitely had a little bit of a difficult time growing up just because I had a lot of influences from the United States and that kind of changed my whole perspective, especially being in the music industry. And I knew this was something that I wanted to do from a very, very young age. Um, and so having that direction can sometimes be difficult when you're young and, and you're in school and you're trying to navigate growing up and your peers are also doing the same, but maybe they don't have the same direction. And I actually had a great experience in school up until I went to high school and then that all changed and I had a really turbulent time and I was bullied quite badly. And a lot of it stemmed from my musical interests and the fact that I had social media platforms from from quite young which were managed by my parents my mum mainly my mummager and um so I I always kind of had an online presence even though it's grown a lot more since lockdown mm-hmm. and for my I I wouldn't call them friends but I'll call them peers um they thought that was really strange and so I had some trolling I had to block a lot of people and it wasn't just bullying in school but it follows you home when people have access to social media so people can sometimes be very cruel but I think it made me stronger and it made me the person that I am today and I truly believe things happen for a reason. 100% agree you know it's we're going to just kind of jump into it then, because that was the one thing that was really interesting to me when I was listening to some of your previous interviews was the whole conversation about the bullying that you went through and then how social media kind of magnifies that. And it, it not saying 
not trying to lean one way or the other, but just kind of the the uh, impact that social media had on your on your life at such a young age is the fact that you kind of stuck with stuck with the music and just decided to persevere is really inspiring. And I, I just kind of wanted to get that out up front. Um, Thank you. So to, let's kind of take a step back. When did you kind of, when was music introduced to you? When did you start uh, having the idea of, oh, hey, I could be a musician. I could sing, write, you know, whatever. I have always loved music and not just music, but the arts. So I've loved acting, dancing. Don't ever ask me to dance. I can't dance. I love dance. It just doesn't love me. Uh, <laughs> but I've always had a huge passion for singing and acting. And I started off in stage school when I was very young. Um, I was still in in primary school, which I think might be middle school for yeah. you guys. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I, I was really young and I always loved it. And eventually I kind of took the leap to do music full time, which meant leaving stage school and leaving behind this whole cast. So usually when I would sing on stage, even if it was a solo performance, you'd have a whole cast behind you in a theater in front of loads of people. And it it changed because suddenly I was doing solo performances and trying to forge a path for myself as a songwriter and not just a singer. And it, it was hugely different. It was just you on a stage in front of all these people and in front of the lights. And I wasn't sure how I was going to react to it at first. But from the minute that I stepped on that first stage as a soloist, I fell in love with it. And I knew that I made the right decision and I never wanted to look back. And initially I was supposed to do music full time for a year. I, I was only a child. I was still in school. Um, and then I was going to do a year on acting and probably just keep changing and, and switching and doing that. But music just took over my life and I felt like somebody else had taken the steering wheel and it wasn't in my hands anymore. And I wanted to follow that path and see it through. And so all these years later, I'm still doing music full time and I still have this huge passion for acting. And hopefully one day I will also be able to pursue that to the same extent and, and push it as much as I push my music. But for right now, this is my one true love and I've always been focused on it. You got your start in musical theater, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, yes, definitely. I um, I remember when I first went to stage, even as a soloist, I would still perform musical theater pieces mm -hmm. rather than country, even though country was always meant for me, I think, because I was influenced from a super young age. I was two when we started to visit the States a lot uh, specifically Florida because my parents bought a holiday home there and so I had those roots in country music and I had that influence from a young age it just took me a while to truly admit it to myself because I knew it was going to be a bit of a struggle being mainly based in the UK and also uh, trying to explain now to my peers that not only was I a singer and a songwriter but suddenly I was this modern country singer songwriter and it was already difficult to to try and help them understand before that. So I knew I was kind of in for a bit of a, bit of a bumpy ride. Yeah. Gotcha. And what, what was kind of the, was there like a pivotal moment that you realized, okay, I'm going to transition from theater to just like music in general. Was there like a moment there? Or 
There was. And I remember that we were on a short break just away in the UK. We'd gone on vacation for a few days. And in the background, when we were kind of sitting around in the lounge, we had a documentary on the Shires on the TV. And suddenly this song came on in the background and it was My Church by Marin Morris. And I didn't, I'd never heard the song before and I didn't know who Marin Morris was at the time. And I remember trying really hard to find what the song was. So I was trying to like type lyrics into Google and it took me ages to find it. And when I finally found it, I knew that I wanted to cover it. And the day that I covered it was just, it, everything changed for me. I didn't want to go back. I suddenly felt like I'd become this whole new person. And whenever I sing songs that have that country origin, it feels so different to sing in any other genre. And I know that that's what I meant to do. I'm laughing because I know that pain all too well where it's like, <laughs> I, I I don't know the name of the song, but let's go to Google and type in that song with the, you know, and you just start, I know. It, it is a painful struggle. That so love, hard. Yeah. Whereas back when I was growing up, it's like, you just had to call the radio station and be like, yo, what's the name of that song? We didn't <laughs> I know. And they have that app um, that you can use called Shazam, Mm -hmm. where you can like Shazam the song that's playing at the time. But if you don't Shazam it at the time it's playing, you Mm -hmm. can't just like hum a tune into it, which I think would be a genius idea. If you can just hum a tune into an app and it tells you this is the song you're humming. Yeah, that would be really helpful. It really would. It's uh, because I remember the first time that I used Shazam, I was in uh, I was in college. And I was at the mall with a couple of buddies and there was a song that was playing over the PA system or the loudspeaker, whatever it is. And I was like, man, what is the name of the song? I know it. And everybody, all my friends were like, I, you know, in the same boat. And they're like, you should just Shazam it. And I'm like, wait, what? And I pulled it up and I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, and it was like, oh, this is three doors, you know, like whatever the song was. I don't even remember at this time, but, um, yeah that's, it's a whole other world yeah it is it, like even even nowadays like i don't think a lot of people realize that shazam is still a thing and it's i yeah. know i use it it's like my saving grace i use it daily yeah for sure uh so Marin morris was kind of was the first song that you learned how to cover correct Yes. Yeah. How, how long of a uh, process was that for you to, were you, did you already have like a fundamental of like music, like playing guitar or whatever, or did you just kind of teach yourself from scratch how to cover the song? So I actually covered it to a track at the time okay. because I couldn't play any instruments. Uh, the first time I attempted to play an instrument, it was piano and it was when I was really young and my friend, her family's culture kind of meant that they didn't really think she should be spending time with friends outside of school. Mm. So I only got to see her in school, but she had piano lessons. So I thought, what a genius idea. I should start piano lessons and then I can spend time with her. Mm. And just as I started piano lessons with her, she moved up to the next group and I wasn't in her class anymore. And I was like, this has backfired on me. No end. I hate piano. Mm. (laughs) And, and even though I felt that way at the time, I think it was just because my plan fell apart. I actually love piano and would love to learn to play now. And I wish that I stuck to it back then. Uh, But things happen for a reason. Um, and I ended up learning guitar as my first instrument. And 
I learned to play in lockdown. So in a way, there were some positives for me that came out of kind of COVID hitting us in the face and being Mm. this huge thing that we had to adapt to and our lives changed in so many ways but luckily for me and I know a lot of other artists there were positives to it and we got to network and everything kind of went online so not only did the artists but the organizations and the radio stations we all got to come together and this community grew and became a really beautiful thing out of a not so beautiful thing mm-hmm. 100% 100% agreed Oh, just to kind of give everybody a context of the timeline, because I feel like we kind of jumped around a little bit. You started releasing music in 2019 with your first single, The Dream. Where is where was that in comparison to like when you first started uh, when you first covered like um, when you first started performing or not performing when you did the first cover? It was hugely different again I think there have been so many phases and we go through so many different periods in our lives and so many things change even day to day you know even hour to hour things are so fast paced in this world and um, I released my first single in 2019 and compared to when I first started singing covers on stage and playing you know competitions and small shows and charity events my life kind of just um snowballed and Mm. it came to a point where I wanted to start releasing original music Mm. and I couldn't play an instrument so I would take this these fully formed lyrics and a fully formed melody and an idea and a dream and I would kind of try and paint this picture to my producer and say these are the instruments that I want on the track and they would play them or they would use a program or get live musicians to play them and so the first song that I released was born and that was called The Dream Mm. and it's very very different to my sound now sonically it's hugely different and it was more geared towards line line dancing because in the UK the country music perspective can be very different. It's hard to find that group of people who truly understand the difference between traditional country music and modern country music. When you do find that community though, it's incredible. It it feels like you've come alive. And I have found that in latter years. But when I first released The Dream, I felt like the only way to kind of make an impact on the UK country scene was to go down a more traditional route and I'm really glad that I did it and it will always hold a special place in my heart but fast forward a few years later and I have found you know a community through C2C the Mm -hmm. huge country music festival and everybody knows the words to the songs that I have loved for as long as I can remember and it kind of feels like your home yeah yeah I I will you kind of touched on something or uh, brushed up against something that I've been kind of learning over the last few years, and especially since I started doing the podcast more regularly once the pandemic started hitting from once a month to several times a week. We've had several different musicians come on from the UK that are part of the UK country scene, whether they follow more of a an American style country, like feeling or you know like their their music kind of lends more to the american style of country or they're kind of morphing or helping build this country genre that's authentic to the uk which i've been able to watch and kind of pay attention to over the last few years which is really interesting to see how that's kind of unfolded where uk they're trying to they're starting to find the the uk in general is starting to find their 
their sound in their own authentic sound. So like they're th- singing about stuff that's authentic to them and not necessarily whiskey and pickup trucks and cowboy hat, you know, just like stuff yeah. that would be a little bit more authentic in the UK, which has been really interesting to see and kind of watch play out. Um, yeah. And so y- you said you, you kind of, fa- did you say you kind of fall in line more with the more traditional us country or definitely more more modern but i would say that it's the modern country that comes out of the us mm-hmm. more rather than the uk but at the same time i think we all have our own niche and our own mm-hmm. sound even within the genre because like you said it doesn't it's not always a cliche about a truck or you know beer or whiskey or sometimes I think it's just as important to tell a story that's really personal to you Mm. because even though it feels personal and like you're the only person who's been through it, it can touch so many lives. And I know that firsthand from listening to other artists' songs that they've Mm. released. And I think it's almost like they just kind of picked a memory from my own brain and they wrote a song about it. And I feel like I'm in Harry Potter. (laughs) Like this is, this is magic. You're a wizard. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry, the Harry Potter, that, that was great. That was a great reference. Um, so kind of, or before we jump into the new single here, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, if you have any questions for uh, Caitlin, feel free to um, uh, drop them in the chat. If that's the word I was looking for. Uh, and uh, we'll do our best to get them answered. You know, just feel free to drop them in the chat there. Or if you, uh, if you're not able to drop a comment in the chat, there's also a uh, comment thread on our Instagram page that I shared to ask us a question. So feel free to do that any way that you feel necessary. So you got a new single, Fiona. It's dropping out or dropping on Friday. Yep, Friday. That's the that's the day it drops. Um, what's kind of the uh, story behind this song? So this song is again quite a huge sonic change from past releases and it delves more into the world of synth and it's quite dark it's got quite a a deep and and raw theme running throughout it and it's about feeling lonely and also feeling like you're kind of drowning in that feeling and you're the only person who is going through it and experiencing it. And I think that only makes us feel less, uh, even more alone. So you can kind of, you can decide whether when you feel lonely, you kind of do drown in that and succumb to it. Or if you can get back up and dust yourself off and realize that there are so many other people out there feeling like that. And Mm -hmm. there is a community and you can reach out to people and you should reach out to people because Mm -hmm. you don't realize how many other people are struggling at the same time as you. And Mm -hmm. you can be that savior for them and they could be that savior for you at the same time. And that's really special. And I think humans naturally do want to help each other and we want to care for each other. And we, most of us, the majority of us want to see the other people around us happy. And that, Mm. that is beautiful and something that we should cherish and treasure and nurture. So Fiona is about that feeling, but also I hope that it kind of instills hope in people that you don't feel like that forever. Mm. And what did you uh, land on the name Fiona? Is there a specific or a special meaning for the name? (laughs) Yes. So 
I felt because it was such a dark song mm -hmm. that I wanted it to have connotations of maybe a fairy tale. And mm -hmm. one of the fairy tales that I loved growing up was Shrek and I would watch the franchise over and over again. And so Fiona from Shrek, obviously she kind of, her story or we see her story begin in a tower and she does feel trapped and not only metaphorically but physically trapped and it can feel the same for us and we may not all be living fairy tales all of the time um, and it's also important to remember that you don't always need somebody to save you from the tower mm. sometimes you can save yourself and it is up to you and you know you can you can create the future that you want to create for mm. yourself yeah that story is a lot better than the one i had in my head <laughs> <laughs> so so when I when I was uh, kind of when I was prepping for everything, I saw the name Fiona, and I was sitting there. I was like, "Okay," it, like just trying to into my head, trying to come up with the re uh, what the song is about. You know, like a story behind it. And for whatever reason, the only thing that kept coming to my head was in the early two thousands or maybe mid two thousands at this point. There was this movie called Euro Trip that came out. It's a raunchy comedy about a bunch of high school students that go on a trip across Europe to meet this girl, you know? Yeah. And the, the, the kind of the, the pivotal point of the entire movie is when the main character, Scotty, his girlfriend named Fiona <laughs> dumped him and kind of set everything into place. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I wonder, but no, not even. Though. <laughs> so. But that's that's what I think is so cool about music. It's subjective yeah. and mm. it doesn't have to mean what it means to me to everybody else. Yeah. And I want people to to feel differently about mm. it. And I want people to think that this is related to my life and it's about this. It's it's so important for people to be confident that it's mm. their song, because yeah. even though it's a, it's my song and it's done what it needed to do for me. And now I want it to go out into the world and do what it needs to do for other people. That's really important to me. Yeah, hundred percent agreed. That that's the subjective nature of music, and that's really cool. Um, so Fiona it drops on Friday. Is this leading to another EP, or is it just like going to be a series of singles? Where's kind of things leading with Fiona? So, I I think I said this a couple of days ago in another interview. How initially. I always knew that I wanted to release Fiona and I always mm -hmm. knew it was going to be a single, but for some reason it didn't, it never felt like the right time until back a couple months ago when I recorded it in Nashville. And that was after I'd written a few other songs that kind of not particularly followed the theme, but almost continued. It was, they were their own entities, but they kind of continued the journey and this is oh. like you know how I felt maybe a year down the line and I realized that the reason I never felt fully comfortable with releasing Fiona up until that point was because I wanted to tell more of the story mm, okay. and so it is going to be part of a bigger project and it'll be my sophomore EP and it's called Seasons Change and I think that again is important to remember how you feel you know, in this season and what this season looks like and the picture that it paints is going to be so different in three months' time, in six months' time, in a year. You know, you just don't know what tomorrow holds and that's what the EP is about. Yeah, for sure. It's It almost seems like this would be the perfect project to release on vinyl. Like having talked to a lot of musicians, the idea of vinyl telling a complete story, this almost sounds like that perfect project to whether 
it's it's been a minute 45 whether it's a 45 or a 33 you know whatever it is but yeah. um you know it almost seems like that would be with especially with like the big resurgence of vinyl kind of coming that or, would be so cool yeah so oh uh, i would really love that yeah so you you have a visual element or you've taken some uh visual photos are you working on a music video for fiona or is that something that's kind of not crossed your head yet I definitely am working on a music video for Fiona and it was supposed to be recorded and and kind of edited and ready to go out when Fiona released or, you know, maybe a week later. Um, But again, I I didn't stress too much about it because things weren't quite falling into place. But I do think that that's a sign and you should always follow signs. And so I, I still believe that Fiona is meant to be a music video, but it won't be coming out the week after release. Rather, it'll be coming out probably closer to the next release. Mm. And so I actually had an idea um, to have cover photo for the next single that is separate to Fiona because the next single will come out as a single before it comes out with, alongside the EP mm. and this cover photo will almost be an easter egg that points towards something that will reveal itself in the music video so I I feel kind of like um in my Taylor Swift era trying to put easter eggs yeah. into into releases and it's really fun to do so Nice. Um, so now, now that you're kind of coming up to the final big push for Fiona, you're, you're a week out and then it's kind of like that first domino to fall for a much bigger project. What's kind of going through your head right now? What are you, what are you thinking as you approach the release of your, this first single for 2023? I am really excited, not only for the release of Fiona, which is coming so quickly now but for the future and for the rest of 2023 and to see what it holds because it's really cool to not only be on the journey of just a single but on the journey of a whole EP because Mm. you get to you get to lap up and and treasure that project for longer because you you have to do more promotion and Mm. you get to live in this world that you've created with those songs for longer so I I really enjoy that and I'm really excited for all my dreamers to hear Fiona I know a few of them have um when it was debuted on BBC Introducing and it's been played on a couple stations since then so I know some people have heard it but others didn't actually manage to catch the shows so I'm really excited to see what they think because it is hugely different to the acoustic version and also hugely different to anything I've previously released so it's it's almost nerve-wracking but in all the best ways yeah and of course we talked about this before uh we jumped before we started the stream but you've had a full day of media which has to be exhausting but exciting at the same time because you're pushing towards the uh the the or not the end but the start of the a series of releases which is exciting Oh, one thing I did, one thing I did want to touch on, and you you mentioned this just a minute ago, you you call your fans, your supporters, uh, your, the dreamers, where does that kind of originate from? That comes from my first single being released (laughs) called The Dream. And uh, I just felt like you see these huge legends and stars, and they have these names for their supporters and listeners and followers. And I always thought that was cool growing up, but then I realized that when I started to kind of 
be seen online a lot more and my kind of public platform changed, especially with lockdown, that mm-hmm. these people who support me and listen to my music, they mean so much to me. And I've always been a dreamer. And I truly believe that we all are, even even if we don't want to admit it to ourselves deep down somewhere, we're a dreamer. And it's so important to remember that and to to almost just keep pushing forward and keep reaching for those dreams and remember that no dream is too big. And I think we all share the same viewpoint. And I look forward to every week when I do my weekly live streams and all the dreamers join and we're from all over the world, which is so cool. And I don't think would have become a possibility for me if it weren't for lockdown, because I pushed myself to to start doing live streams, even though technology terrifies me I don't know the first thing about it and that's kind of an inside joke we all have going on uh, <laughs> because every week something something technical will fail to work and they'll be trying to give me suggestions do this the only thing I know how to do is turn it off and turn it back on again and just keep everything crossed that's, um, <laughs> that's right. but they really are special to me and I hope that the army of dreamers continues to grow until we are everywhere and where do where do you stream? Are you streaming on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook? So right now I stream on Facebook and I mm. did look into trying to stream across across multiple platforms mm. and I did find a few different alternative ways of doing mm. it. And I'm yet to make the the jump because yeah. I'm shaking. I'm so nervous. I don't even know. I don't know how to do it, (laughs) but I definitely, that's a plan for the future to be able to stream on multiple platforms at the same time Mm. and to navigate that. So that's a 2023 goal, but for now it's on Facebook and it's every Tuesday at 7 PM UK time. Awesome. That, that was an issue that I, so originally I started streaming on Facebook, like when the lockdown happened and we started streaming these podcasts live. I started on Facebook and then uh, last or no, 20, at the end of 2021, I started seeing a lot of things happening on Twitch. And I was like, well, let me see what's going on on Twitch. And I met a few people that were like, oh, you should move your podcast to Twitch. And I'm like, okay. You know, so we moved the podcast over to Twitch and I was doing it on Zoom like we're doing it now. And it seemed to be cool, but I wanted to kind of press the boundaries of what was possible. You know, I wanted to make it a little bit more interactive. I wanted to make yeah. it so that musicians could like perform because on Zoom, musicians try to perform. No, it's not going to happen because they, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the features of Zoom kind of can uh, compress everything. Yeah. And it just sounds atrocious. So, yeah. um, so I moved over to a different platform and it worked for a bit, but then people started having issues trying to log on and, you know, get into the stream itself. And I'm like, okay, well, this isn't good. If my guests can't even get into the stream to chat, to, to do the chat to begin with, what's the point of doing this? And then or this year, I decided at the beginning of the year, when we did our first podcast, January one, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just move back to zoom. Nobody yeah. had any issues. It's not quite as cool. It's not as interactive, but it yeah, it and gets it, the job done. So yeah, it works. It definitely yeah. works. And Zoom has been a huge way of staying connected throughout lockdown because I always used Skype and mm. Skype was never really good quality, really. And maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because I, I don't have 
these technical like wizard fingers, but I, I couldn't figure it out. I was always blurry. The other person was always blurry. Usually one of us couldn't hear the other person. And I've been Skyping since I was like six <laughs> because my grandparents live in Spain. And so we mm. would do family Skypes. And uh, yeah, I never understood it really. Um, but Zoom is actually... I think easier to navigate once you know how to like log in and start, you know, launch a yeah. meeting and do all, yeah. all that jazz. <laughs> it's a lot more user-friendly to say the least. Uh, so you, you mentioned this earlier that you have a, or your family has a vacation home in Florida. And so that leads me to, or we, and I think you said that you come to the U S quite frequently. Um, how or where in Florida is the, where do you visit in Florida? So we we don't actually have the holiday home anymore. Oh, Unfortunately, gotcha. we, we had to sell. Okay. But we were in, um, I think it was, oh, I want to say Orange County, maybe. And we were on Southern Dunes, which is a gated okay. community. Gotcha. I could be wrong. Honestly, I was, I mean, especially for a long time, I was super, super young. So I was just taking everything in in the moment. Mm. Um but I, I, I adored it. And even though we did a lot of things, like we would go to the theme parks and mm. we would do things that tourists typically did, we also met so many people who became lifelong friends and family who we stay in touch with. And it almost felt like we weren't tourists anymore and we would just spend time with them and do what the locals did. And mm. we would have these um like house parties because we'd usually be there for Christmas or New mm. Year's and everybody in the street would kind of get together. So all of the adults and families and children and usually it would be families too because they'd be visiting for the holidays and, you know, it we'd have like chocolate fondue and it, there would be dogs in the house, all these mm. neighbors' dogs and it was just so fun and we had a pool and jacuzzi so we'd have like these pool parties some people would be in the pool and it was it really was a blast and i had the time of my life out there and i definitely want to to continue visiting there and have that be a frequent thing because yeah. i i am moving to nashville in july ready to start university nice. in august okay and i know i think it's only like an hour and a half flight from nashville to florida i think it's that maybe it, hour and a half it would either you're either going to jacksonville or maybe Orlando. you might be able to do orlando maybe. in an hour and a half i'm not 100 i know it's a long i know it's a long drive yeah but um i just it's it's close and i just that warms my heart because there are so many people in Florida that I know and love and mm. I know I can visit them and get to spend time with them again because it's been a while, especially with lockdown and all of the restrictions with travel. Yeah. So it'll be nice to get settled in Nashville and be able to pursue my my music over there. And I do plan on traveling because I would love yeah. to visit so many of the different states. And I know that a lot of the artists who are based in Nashville tour all year round. So that is definitely something that I am gearing up to do this year. Awesome. Awesome. I I think 2023 is going to be that year for a lot of people to kind of get out and travel where some people did it last year, but there were still some restrictions early on. And I think with the massive influx of people wanting to travel, yeah, it was a little bit harder last year. Yeah. But this year, 
I think you're going to see a lot more people getting out to do their, uh, to do tours, to just travel in general. You know, I, I know that's kind of my plan is I, I've got big plans to uh, come to the UK for the first time. I'll be coming out there at least, least once, hopefully twice, if I can pull it oh, off twice, you know, that's uh, awesome. That there's a couple of music festivals out there that I definitely want to hit up um, that I was supposed to go to one of them last year, but because the whole passport situation was taking a lot longer than I anticipated. I wasn't going to be able yeah. to get my passport in time. So it was just kind of like, okay, fine. I, I won't yeah. go this year, but put me down for next year. Make sure you get me like, keep me in mind for next, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, So definitely hoping to travel. Uh, Got some Nashville trips. I live about 14 hours from Nashville and oh, wow. I'm that crazy person that doesn't mind the drive. Like the, uh, <laughs> like flying to me, it's just kind of like, okay, if I have to fly, I will. But if I can drive, I'd much rather see these little yeah. towns in America that are just kind of like, oh, hey, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, you know, so. I'm not a huge fan of flying and it is a necessity to to obviously get to <laughs> the US and especially as frequently as, as I do, it's just a very important part. It would be a very long swim. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I just, I try to, to suck it up and be brave and, you know, yeah. <laughs> just like, don't think about it. Don't think about the fact that you're 40,000 feet away from, well, not even solid ground, the ocean, which the ocean. knows how deep the ocean is. Like, I don't, I can't. So I try not to think about that. Um, <laughs> I try to preoccupy my time with movies and reading books and things. Um, but it would be great to finally be based out of the US so that I don't, I don't actually have to do so much flying yeah. and I can do a lot more um, driving and, and just, yeah, stick into what I know, which is yeah. the, the solid ground. And <laughs> yeah, I got you. So are you going to uh, Beaumont or uh, what's the other one? Vanderbilt, I think. I'm going to Belmont. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, That's I'm cool. really they, excited. I know a lot of people that go there for mute, like they study commercial music or like whatever. That There's a whole bunch of different. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Commercial music. Nice. Uh, so before you, before, before you moved to the U S uh, what's your show schedule looking like? Are you like performing a lot? Not as much. How, how often are you performing right now? I, I definitely have a lot of plans to play shows prior to the big move in July, but I will actually be touring in Tennessee again in March. I just, mm. I felt like it was too long to leave between my last visit and the move. So mm. I'm going to go back in March and spend almost, almost the whole month of March okay. uh, in Nashville. So I am excited for that to see friends old and new yes. and meet new people and, you know, co-write with different people and play new shows. Mm. So there's a lot, a lot going on and I'm going to be announcing my UK and USA tour schedules really soon to all my nice. social media platforms. That's awesome. That's really cool. I'll actually be in Florida and Tennessee f the end of February, like the, so I'll be in Florida the last weekend of February and then I'll be in Nashville the first weekend of March. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Cause my dad lives in South Florida. So I'm going to go visit him cause it's been, uh two years since i've been down to florida not wow. I, it's not been two years since i've seen them but it's just been two years since i've been down to florida yeah um so i'm gonna make a make an effort to get down there this year and uh go i'm visit so them. jealous so, florida is my happy place i love it 
he lives down in the Florida Keys, so I'm going like way south. I'm really excited about it. It's been a while. Oh. So, um, oh, I can't wait till my next trip to Nashville. I know uh, to Florida. I know there's a lot of um like festivals and mm. songwriting weeks and things that mm. they have going on there. So I definitely want to be a part of that. Hopefully in 2023. Yeah, they've got the uh, Key West Songwriters Festival, which is. Mm -hmm. Basically, Nashville saying, "Okay, we're going on a vacation yeah. to Florida." Because the first time I heard about that, I was living. I lived in Florida for a little bit, um, and I was living in like northern Florida in the Panhandle up in Tallahassee. There, and uh, a bunch of friends that I had made in Nashville, they're like, "Hey, we're coming to Key West. How far from Key West are you?" And I'm like, "Key West is about a seven hour drive, seven maybe eight hour drive. So yeah. I'm pretty far away from Key West." They're like, "Well." If you're feeling up to it, you should come on down because there's the, you know, and they told me about this festival and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And then I started looking into the festival and it's like, oh, I know them. I know him. I know her. You know, it is, it was really strange and I, really cool. Yeah. I felt like, I felt like I was living my life through all the artists that I've met in Nashville who were playing uh, the Key West Songwriters Festival. And I I just wish that I could have been there because it looked like so much fun. And again, you do get to network and meet new people, but it's also about spending time with, you know, friends and fellow songwriters that you've connected with in the past and you all share this passion and you get to hear each other's perspectives on on life and you know your your experiences and how they've changed you and how you've turned them into these songs and basically artwork and it's it's really just seems like a family so i yeah. definitely hope to be there this year 100 percent, 100 oh so just kind of moving forward obviously you've got a busy 2023 with releases moving shows tours all that fun stuff what's something that you're really hoping to accomplish? Like what's a dream bucket list item that you hope to accomplish in 2023? That's, oh, that's really hard. Um, so a lot of my, a lot of my dreams and my goals are like really huge. Mm -hmm. Um, but a dream that is, is still huge, but I'm hoping is achievable in 2023 is to actually, play at the Grand Ole Opry, actually appear there and be able to perform, you know, an original song or more than one original song, it would be a dream come true. And I was lucky enough to to go to the Grand Ole Opry for the first time because the Josie Music Awards were held mm -hmm. there. And I I didn't expect to actually walk up on the stage and accept an award, um, but I was lucky enough to, and it felt surreal to actually stand on the stage and give an acceptance speech but I'm sure that that feeling is tenfold when you're actually performing a song that you wrote to a crowd full of people it's just oh the dream yeah I didn't I completely forgot that the Josie Awards were in Nashville this year or this past year I yeah because I tried to keep up on all that stuff but it's so hard because it's like once I realized, oh, it's Josie Award season, it's already like the weekend of it. It's yeah. So I know it it always comes around so fast too. Like you find out that you've been nominated or mm. even last year I could or 
2021, mm -hmm. my Christmas song was nominated and I couldn't go out there because of the travel restrict the mm -hmm. restrictions. And I think only diplomats could travel and they just didn't consider me a diplomat. So <laughs> darn it. Um, <laughs> but I was excited to actually be able to, to fulfill that in 2022. And I was beyond excited and overwhelmed to be nominated again. So I was it was the best time and I met lots of people, but I also just got to see friends and singer songwriters that I'd already met earlier that year since visiting Nashville for the first time in May. So it was nice to already feel like I had a place there and it, it's just like one big family. Gotcha. Awesome. Uh, so one thing that we do with everybody that comes on the podcast is we play this fun little game. I used to call it rapid fire randomness, but it was never really rapid fire, but it was very <laughs> random. So I have a random question. I'm kind of beta testing some new names. And as I kind of come up with them, I will uh, throw them out there. But uh, so basically what it is, is I have this random question generator and I just want to ask you a few random questions. Oh no. Okay. I hope, so, I hope I don't need to have a lot of knowledge for this. <laughs> funny. You should ask. Oh no. First question. What topic could you talk about for 20 minutes nonstop without any actual knowledge of it? Hmm. Oh, without any actual knowledge of it? Oh, that's difficult. I mean, it's probably not good that I could talk about anything. Forget about 20 minutes. I could talk 24 hours nonstop about anything. It, it doesn't matter if I know anything about it or not. I just, once I start, I just can't stop. Um, but when you first said that, I was going to say pigs because I thought you meant just a topic that you love. I love pigs. Um, but something that I don't know, I mean, maybe goats. I don't know anything about goats. <laughs> okay. Does, Engl does England have an Independence Day? Like uh, America's 4th of July. Or something um, that would be equivalent to the 4th of July? I'm not really sure. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, that was just the random question. All right, question number if, three. If you're from England and you're watching this stream, please don't judge Ch me. Chime in, please. Or just say <laughs> something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what is That's a the topic I could talk about all day and I know nothing about it. Fair, very fair. Uh, what is the one thing you have always wanted to say to someone but never said it? So many things. I mean, usually I just, I do say how I feel, but there are times where I just knew it wasn't appropriate, so I didn't say it. Um, let, let me think. I'm trying to think of something that's appropriate to say and Twitch friendly. There, there is no rules on our podcast, so say whatever you want to say. <laughs> let, okay, let me think. I think the things that I've wanted to say that I haven't said have been kind of unreasonable because I always try to deal, I always try to deal with situations head on in a, in the most reasonable manner possible, and I try to think it through, and you know, only go in with the facts and try not to go in with emotion. Um, but I have said this to my mum a few times, and even though I don't really have the words prepared, um, I kind of wish that when I was being bullied really, really badly in high school, 
because um, it would always kind of be gang mentality too. And mm. the teachers kind of did take sides because they would rather take the side of the majority than take the side of one person mm. because then they'd be getting the abuse as well. And I always regret the fact that I never unreasonable, unreasonably stood up got onto my chair and then proceeded to get onto the desks and just like gave a speech and said how I felt in the moment, because I mean, how I felt and, and what I said were two different things because I felt very emotional and, and it almost kind of feels explosive at the time because you're probably feeling angry because you're in this situation that you didn't choose to be in. You're also feeling really upset and you can see the unfairness of the situation, even if nobody else can. Um, and I always just wish that that one girl who was the main bully and kind of instigated everything that happened to me in school, I always wish that I just stared directly at her and gave her the speech that I always wanted to, but never did. Sure. And to recall a conversation that we had earlier in the podcast, according to Dave Morris, you can hum a song into Google and say, hey, oh. Google, what's this song? So you can. I did not know that. And also, I have not seen any of the comments in this stream because I'm not sure how to. <laughs> yeah, I just okay. it says meeting chat, but I don't know how well, if you're on oh if you're on if you're doing it on Zoom. Oh, there, you there can't are, see. Yeah, you'd have to pull I'd have I'd have to send or you'd have to pull it up on Twitch to see. So that. will these um hang on, let me just get Twitch up. But will will the comments still be available afterwards for me to go yeah. back and yes, oh yes. cool. Yeah. Okay, so anything that I didn't actually respond to, I, I was, I swear I wasn't ignoring you. I'm just not technical. Yeah, uh, I've been, and I, it, it, it's been, it's been a lot of people that uh, aren't on Twitch, so they can't really comment. So, but we have, yeah. have had a few people yeah. that popped in. Um, okay. So next random question. What is a local restaurant that, is well known for one specific meal. A local restaurant to you? Um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of the name of of this one because I love Indian food so much. I it's my favorite. It's my favorite cuisine. Mm -hmm. Even though in in my house, like my brother. He, he hates anything that's not chicken nuggets and chips. And he, he's 18, by the way. It's, he's not two. Um, but <laughs> he loves chicken nuggets and chips. Put him on chip. blast. Put him out there. <laughs> yeah, <Lay> sorry. <laughs> and my parents are kind of suckers for Chinese food. Mm. And I, I like Chinese food, but Indian food just hits different. Mm. Um, and there is this Indian that we always go to, and I'm trying to remember the name. I think it's... Castle Gate Indian mm. takeaway and that is just known for its Indian food and I I love it there they are so cool and um I remember one time it was New Year's and we were going to have Indian takeaway for New Year's mm. because I had worn my parents down to the point where they didn't care if they ate mud they were just like stop talking we'll have whatever you want to have mm. <laughs> just don't talk to us like for a week let us recover um and so we went to the Indian on the night that we'd planned and they said, it's New Year's. Everybody's made reservations. You can't, you can't just come here and ask <laughs> for this huge Indian takeaway order. Um, and then the manager there who knows us 
and actually knows me first through my music yeah. and we've become friends ever since um he was like don't don't say that she's like <laughs> they are our favorite customers of course we'll get you your indian takeaway and so they they gave us this huge indian takeaway um mm. meal and even though we hadn't ordered prior to that which everybody else did but i probably wasn't supposed to say anything so we'll pretend i didn't <laughs> it's all good and then final random question what is a hobby you've always been interested in but never never started um probably I mean, I, I do love, I used to love taking part in sports, but I've always been very accident prone. Um, but I think maybe something like snowboarding or skiing or surfing, mm -hmm. something like that. And the, the thing that first comes to mind, and it's not a hobby, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I haven't said it in a while and I just remembered, um, but I really want to be a spy as well. So I, I, I don't want to give up my music to become a spy. I want to do both. Um, and I know it's not a hobby, but it is something I haven't started yet. So <laughs> I get it. <laughs> that works. That works. You know, it's, you, you say it's not a hobby, but it could be. Anything it could be a be. hobby. Exactly. Yes. Especially yeah. if I haven't been hired by anyone and I'm just doing it off my own back. It's a vigilante style. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, that's awesome. I think that's the first time I've ever heard somebody say they want to be a spy. But, and everybody tells me, well, you can't be a spy now because you've told us, but I think it's a great cover. Yeah. You'll yeah. never know. As long as I'm still talking about being a spy, then I could be a spy potentially. Yeah. And you just think I haven't started it yet. Yeah. I mean, I think music in general is a good cover because I mean, you're already traveling. So. Yeah. See, yeah. I was so young when I first said that I wanted to be a spy. I think I think it was like probably the first time I'd ever watched a Bond movie and I was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be a spy. Did you watch <laughs> Did you watch Harriet the Spy as a young child? I didn't, but I did watch a I'm not even, I'm not sure what that is, but I did watch a program called Casey Undercover. Okay. And that yeah. was kind of about a family of spies and it okay. mainly focused on this one girl and I was like, that's me. I think, <laughs> I think I just showed my age there. Anybody that, that was around in the 90s uh, knows uh, Harriet the Spy. So basically the whole story was this girl from New York wanted or was a spy and she was kind of an outcast at school. Um, and so basically the whole movie is about her wanting or just doing her spy things and spying on kids and all that stuff. But her parents are telling her, no, you got to grow up. You got to give this stuff away. But in reality, she's spying because she wants to become a writer. So, oh, wow. It, it's an interesting story. It's a Nickelodeon, uh, the, it, it's a Nickelodeon oh. movie from the uh, mid to early or mid to late 90s. So, I have to try and check it out. It yeah. Sounds up my alley, and maybe yeah. I could get some tips. <laughs> it's really cool. Oh, uh, so I don't want to keep you too much longer here because you've been uh, doing media all day. So um, what if anybody wants to check out your music or uh, Fiona when it releases on Friday or any of that stuff, where's the uh, best place to find you online and uh, interact with you on socials? So across all social media platforms, you can find me at Caitlin May Music, except we're on Twitter, which is Caitlin May UK. And you spell Caitlin, C-A-I-T-L-I-N, 
and May, M-A-E. You can find me across all music platforms too. And that's just Caitlin May. Um, I'm on Patreon and YouTube too. So I have um, different packages available on Patreon and I post all behind the scenes content and uh, early access to releases and different things like that. So it's really fun to have a platform that's kind of different to the other social media platforms uh, to play around with and show bloopers, which I have a lot of because... Well, I don't even need to go into it. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, and my song Fiona is available to pre-order and pre-save right now on Spotify and the iTunes store. And any screenshots that get sent in to me get entered in two different prize draws to be announced on release day. Awesome, awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Hopefully, w- once you move to Nashville, I- I've been saying this for a good year and a half now, but... I've given up a few different opportunities in the preparation of moving my operation to Nashville. So hopefully in the next year, I'll make it happen. But uh, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Uh, So hopefully we'll get an opportunity to cross paths. I know uh, I've been talking to Rachel and we've got a couple of things that uh, hopefully will come to fruition here in the next year. And yeah, it's really exciting. 2023 is going to be a good time. I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute blast. Um, And anybody that's watching, if you haven't had a chance to follow us on Twitch, uh, we stream every Sunday morning, Tuesday night, Thursday night at 9 a.m., 8 p.m., 8 p.m. Yep, there we go. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on the show. I have had the best time. Thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute blast. Like I said earlier in the when we first started, this has been a podcast in the works for at least a few months, but you've been on my radar since mid 2020 when you uh, released your right before you released your first EP in 2021 there. So it's been a, it's been a long journey, but I'm really excited that we finally had this opportunity to sit down and chat. So. um, Me too. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you all later.